Hey folks, it's Jeff Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you are listening to my podcast called Successfully Funded. Turn it up. Yeah! All right, crowdfunders, it's Monday. And you know what time that is. That means another new episode of Successfully Funded. So what is this podcast about? Maybe you just stumbled upon it. Well, what we like to do here is we like to deconstruct successfully funded Kickstarter campaigns. And I, I try to interview the project creators while their campaign's active so that we can get the most natural you know, emotions and energy, everything that's going on in a campaign so that you, the listener, if you're out there thinking about running a campaign down the road, this is the best place to get the info. You can, you're talking to people who are, are in it, right? They're, they're, they're in the battle. Um, they're taking some time out of their schedule to talk to you and, and talk to me, and, and, and we get to deconstruct it. You know, what, do they, what do they do? What do they do before they launch the campaign? Um, you know, what are they doing with a couple weeks to go? What tips, what worked, what techniques worked, all that sort of stuff, right? So that way, uh, you're getting the most up-to-date information. Something we found, Paul, and when I say something we, you know, my, my team found is there's a lot of info out there. There's no doubt that there's a ton of info about crowdfunding out there, but we wanted to make, um, you know, a vehicle or, or some content that, that is literally the most up-to-date. So that way, you're not looking at a blog by, let's just, you know, a good example is there's a Tim Ferriss um, blog out there. Great blog. But it's a couple years ago. Crowdfunding from 2014 to crowdfunding today, it's different. The landscape's different. Um, and that's why we wanted to, like I said, give you the most up-to-date information. So, man, we've got a great episode coming up, right? Yeah, you know that. I always have great episodes. I've never once said that I didn't have a good episode, have I? Have I ever said that? Uh-uh. I always have good info. But on today's episode, I, I interviewed Sean Blaze. Uh, from the company Woody Specs. And uh, Sean's created a, a, a handcrafted high-end stainless steel watch that's made with natural wood. And I got to tell you, I got to be honest, I gotta, I gotta, Sean gave me a pretty good perk for our interview. He's sending me a watch. And I told him, I'm not a big watch guy. I've got tiny wrists. At least that's what I think I have. Maybe I don't. I'm going to try out a watch. So he's sending me one. Uh, so you're going to see some footages of that and some videos of me... Uh, of wearing his watch. But yeah, really cool watch. Definitely for that like, you know, you know, when you want to have that cool man vibe and and you want to you want to um, you know, you know, establish some dominance right away when somebody looks at your at your wrist and they're like, "Yeah, that's a cool watch," right? No no digital, no Apple Watch, nothing like that. So so I am dealing <coughs> now I <coughs> most of the Midwest, excuse me. We we had a major snowstorm, man. I got like 10 inches out there. Yeah. I just I I've been I got to fire up the snowblower. Man, you want to talk about manly things. You know what? Maybe this whole podcast is going to be all about manly things now that I think about it. Yeah, you know what? This is going to be our own little man talk here today. So, you know, last year, well, let, let, let's backtrack. When I first moved into this house, this is about five years ago, I decided that I, I'm, I'm going to only use a shovel. And I have no idea why. Obviously, I was a little bit younger, and, and I was like, hey, I'm just going to shovel this. So four years of me shoveling a healthy amount, a couple sidewalks, a fairly, not a huge driveway, but an average driveway. Still, shoveling, right? Just a shovel, no support, no help, just, just going to shovel this. So my driveway always looks shitty. It really does. You can't get everything. You can't get that ice. You can't get that, that first level, right? So last year, I had an incident where I was carrying my daughter out, and a snowplow just barreled through and just, you know, literally made one of those like, you know, 10 foot walls that you can't get over of ice. 
and I went out there with my shovel and I'm trying to do it, but you know, I can't get it. So I'm just like, you know, screw it. I'll park out on the, uh, I parked out on the street. So I'm carrying my daughter and she's two at the time, you know, and I go to, to step over this thing and I actually slipped and fall and I dropped her. You want to talk about panic? That's panic. So to combat that, I instantly went out and got a snowblower and I said, that's it. I'm not, I'll never, you know, uh, uh, I guess I'm checking in my uh, pseudo man card to get a snowblower. So I got a snowblower and I got to use it once last year. And then, of course, it never, it didn't snow again. But that one time I used it last year, it did feel good. But I got to tell you, I got, just got to fire that thing up. I got to put some new gas in it, you know, right? And, you know, you know, started after like two pulls, which is great. And man, I just did my neighbor's sidewalk, my sidewalk. I just knocked that out, right? You know, so it feels good, you know? Got to use a tool. So the other thing about manly stuff, I was having a conversation the other day with a buddy, and we were discussing smells, man smells, right? Cologne. And I have never been a cologne wearer. I tried for a little bit. It's just not me. I, I'm all natural, baby, I guess. I don't know, you know? Um, and, but my, but we were talking about how like, you know, my, so my dad is a Stetson man, you know, and when my kids go down there and they, ha- they sits, you know, get on them at all, they come home just smelling like, uh, I, what is Stetson like? Uh, that's like a cowboy outdoor scent, right? So apparently that's what my dad has in his mind when he just lathers up the, the Stetson smell. But when I was talking to my buddy and we were discussing, you know, that how, how important the, the smell of sense is, right? And, and what an impact it'll actually have on um, on your kids and stuff, that they'll remember that. So, like, they'll remember the smell of grandpa. So I was starting to think, I was like, you know what? I do need a signature scent. I need a, I need a new Jeff Wenzel scent. Now, after you make that conclusion, now what happens? I don't know where to go, right? So I'm actually going to probably try out Dr. Squatch. I saw that they had a cologne all natural and, and organic and, you know, all that sort of stuff. If you remember that, you can guys go back to episode... You know what? I don't even know. Just go to the website and search Dr. Squatch. You'll find it. Episode probably in the 30s. Sorry, I should have done my should have done my homework. I should have had that info in front of me. I don't. I'm just talking. So, um, but yeah. So, I think I think I got to get a smell. So I, I'm looking for some suggestions out there. I don't. You know, I don't want anything fancy, right? I, I I think at one time I remember in high school. I think my my mom got me. I think it's Jupe, J O O P. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, Jope. I don't. I don't know idea. Jupe, jupe, is that what it was? You know, I probably wore that for like a week. I remember in middle school, I think I had a bottle of polo. I mean, this is just not my world. I'm just not a cologne guy. So, so I think I'm going to dive into it. I think I got to get a smell going. So that way, you know, not that my kids don't know who I am or remember me. I mean, they, you, I, you know, we live in a very tiny house. They see me every minute. But I think I got to get that smell going, you know? So, yeah, that's what's on my mind. See, this is a good man talk. Look at that. Cologne, snow blowing, high-end watches, right? So another very interesting news. If you sign up for our Slack channel, you're going to get an incredibly big discount on our new product. And we just had our first sale today. So I'm going to go ahead and give me one of these. Yes, right. We sold our very first product this morning. It's only been up. I, not even 24 hours. It's not even really public yet, but it came through our Slack channel. So I offered our Slack, um, anybody who's in our Slack uh, channel right now, which is our crowdfunding community, you can sign up for that on the website. I gave them a huge discount. 
$650 off. And I told him, I go, we're trying something. I want to get your guys' vibe. I want you guys to be a part of this. And uh, yeah, I, I sent that out or Saturday and Monday morning, boom, for sale. So I'm really giddy about that. Um, so let me break down the product a little bit. Um, this product is through. It, it is the most up-to-date, um, uh, just literally up-to-date crowdfunding pl- uh, roadmap that you can get. We break down video. We break down, uh, you know, we, we break down tools we use. <clears throat> There's tutorials on almost on everything. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know what that is? That's that's outside. <clears throat> Man, that was a weird one. Sorry about that, guys. If you had the earbuds in, and you had to pull them out. Maybe I'll edit that out. I'm not 100 sure. But what I was saying is, so this product. Literally, it's every tool, tip, technique, everything we use for Woodshed Agency. And it walks you through you know, crafting your story all the way to maybe using a fulfillment center when you're that successful. And like I said, it's over 10 gigs. You know, it's, it's like, I don't even know. I think it's over 90-some um, videos and, and tutorials. and pro- It's just awesome. A lot of cool stuff in it. So that's actually up for sale right now. If you're interested in that, shoot me an email. I'll send you a link to it because, uh, again, it's not public yet. We're just kind of doing it behind the scenes, uh, just kind of rolling it out before uh, we, we really launch it next quarter one next year. So, yeah, so we got that going on. So, yeah, like I said, if you sign up for the Slack channel, you'll get an invite to that very special discounted price. So check that out. All right. So my conversation with Sean Blaze is coming up. Um, now, I want you to, to respect the irony here that um, Sean is making all-natural wood watches and while we were doing the interview, somebody started cutting a tree down right outside of his window. You can't make this stuff up, people. And we decided to just roll with it. What are you going to do, right? We're making a podcast. So uh, enjoy the chainsaw sounds behind this interview. Um, I don't think it's that distracting, frankly. It's, but it is, it is comical that uh, he's making an all-natural wood watch. I think at least, right? I think that humor's. I think that's pretty funny. All right, let's get into my conversation with Sean Blaze from Woody Specs. All right, Sean, we are going to record a podcast. So why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about your, uh, your Kickstarter campaign that you have running right now? All right, so we have a Kickstarter campaign up right now for a new watch design that uh, yours truly has been designing for over a year now. Um, it's the first time we're on Kickstarter. I'm pretty freaking excited about it. Um, it's a really cool platform, and uh, this watch is made out of stainless steel, inlaid with wood, um, it has sapphire glass, and also has automatic movement. Um, a lot of people actually don't know what that means. Um, yeah, I didn't know what that meant. Yeah, so a lot of people don't know what that means. Automatic movement is basically that movement where you see the gears ticking, and there's no battery, okay. and, it, and it winds with the motion of your wrist. So there's no battery, and uh, yeah, it's a pretty cool thing because with our watch, uh, what makes it especially cool is that you can see the movement from the front. And also from the back, because on the back, there is uh, there's a glass casing, so you can see all the gears and the skeleton. That's sweet. So, how did you start 
making a, a watch. To be honest, so so basically this started about three years ago. Um, I was working, I mean, I kind of touch on this in the video that's on the Kickstarter, but I, uh, I uh, was working for 9 to 5, uh, or I was working a 9 to 5 with a company called Cox Communications. To be honest, it just wasn't me. I was completely going insane working that 9 to 5. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ended up looking around and figuring out, you know, if it's something I could do and what I could do to uh, get out of that job. That was my number one goal, to work for myself. And I came across a company that was selling wooden sunglasses. I actually saw them on Shark Tank, believe okay. it or not. And uh, I figured out that I could actually do the same thing as well, just with my own designs. Um, so I didn't, you know, copy any designs or anything like that. We made our own designs, sure. and uh, that didn't do too well, actually. So what happened next was the manufacturer I was working with um, said they had the ability to do wooden watches. I tested that out. It did very well. I've been doing that for the past three years now. And recently, it was more of kind of like a hobby, just kind of, I wasn't 100% into it. I was just kind of, you know, doing it and, uh, and uh, just living my life and everything. And then, and then recently, about a year and a half, two years ago, this brand started, or the company name started turning it more, more into a brand. And uh, we started focusing more on creating higher quality watches. That's when this new 2020 collection comes in. I started working on it about a year, year and a half ago. Um, There was a lot of designing, a lot of back and forth with the manufacturer. And now we have this Kickstarter and we're trying to raise money so we can get a lot of inventory and uh, create this product for the masses. That's cool. So what is the landscape like for watches right now i mean it seems like i don't know if the apple watch you know shook your core business a little bit or 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 what does it you know what does it feel like out there for the watch community honestly i don't think that shook anything because watch people watch collectors they don't really care about that kind of stuff they just want something that's completely unique i mean yeah the apple watch is really cool you can see your emails and all that good stuff and it's it's really handy but it really hasn't shaken anything. Um, the people that like watches and like you know artsy type of watches, they're not going to really wear the Apple Watch. Maybe they'll wear the Apple Watch when they're you know on their day to day business or life right. or whatever. But they still want that artsy watch in their uh, in their you know watch collecting collector's box or whatever, so they can so they can wear it when they go out into town or or whatnot. Yeah, it, I think. I think watches, correct me if I'm wrong, but they, they still are statement pieces. And I don't think that's what an, a digital watch is. I think these are like art statement, you know, uh, you know. Yeah, I think that's what these look like to me. Absolutely. These things pop. Yeah, they're, 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 they're really cool looking. I mean, like, I, I know it's hard to describe over a podcast, but I love the way the wood pops on these. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's the biggest thing. Uh, we try to make it as unique as possible, and uh, you know, while, while keeping all the high quality materials and everything. So, so when was the kind of the first idea for this watch kind of formulated in your mind, and 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 starting to realize, wow, this is something really cool. Well, to be honest, the all wood watches are great and they're super unique as well, and we're going to be selling them for a long time. But let's be honest, you know, I mean, they're they're, they're all wood watches, so. I mean, if you fall on them, if you hit a wall funny or something like that, it's very possible that it could break. 
So I wanted something more durable. And I was kind of, uh, it's kind of got to that point where it's a little bit, it's a little bit annoying to deal with repairs and everything. So, I mean, right. we do repairs. We definitely take care of our customers. We do all the repairs in-house as well. Um, but, uh, and, you know, I don't mind doing it, but I'd rather have something that will last a very, very long time and still, sure. ha- and still keep all that, you know, unique watch, natural look as well. Uh, so that's kind of how that started. Uh, we did a little bit of research. Um, there's... Uh, some other companies out there doing something similar as well, uh, but we really want to stand out by just making it as high quality as we could. As we could. So has this been over the last two years, three years? Uh, for this, about the last year and a half. Okay. Year, year. What What did you find over that year and a half or so that was the biggest pivot that you guys just either had to change something or just do something different or, or something along those lines? I mean, honestly, it was just a leap of faith. Uh, we we. Oh, yeah. We poured a lot of time and energy into this, mostly me, to be honest. And uh, it's just something that has been kind of a, a love for the business. And uh, uh, there wasn't any kind of like breaking point or anything like that. I just said, I mean, you know, I'm not going to like, am I allowed to cuss in this or no? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're all adults here. I, ba- I basically just said, fuck it. And. I went all in. I really did mm-hmm. on this watch. So, um, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. So, we still have 17 days left to go. Uh, we already broke our our funding goal, and uh, and yeah, that's cool. And, and kind of the follow up to that is, you know, what's been maybe over that last time for period? Uh, but what's been the biggest, uh, you know, amazing moment? You know, I don't know. You got some great press or. Hey, man, this, these parts came together the right way. It all looks great. This is going to work, you know? I think the most amazing moment was when we got our, our last prototypes mm-hmm. for the final design. And we showcased them at a local market, and people loved it. Like, absolutely ate it up. It was, it was actually really, really fun. I like going to those markets, too, to meet, to see people face-to-face instead of just selling online. Um, but... Uh, but it was pretty cool. Um, just watching everybody's reaction. We 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 were having everybody guess, you know, what the retail price is going to be, or like what they think the retail price should be, um, which was across the board. To be honest, some were some of their uh, guesses were way off, but <laughs> but but that's okay. Yeah, it's, it's all about getting good feedback, you know. <laughs> that's cool. Yes, sir. That's cool. So so, what's your background? A little bit. Where did you grow up? I was born in San Diego, California. Um, okay. Love it out here. Have you ever been? No, but my wife's sister lives there. She lives right by the airport base. The Air Force Base area. Uh, I can't think what it's called right now. Like near Coronado or like I, Carlsbad yeah, probably? I think it's Coronado is what it is. Yeah, that's like one of the nicest yeah. places in America, to be honest. Well, we have a we have a five and a three-year-old, so we are not allowed to travel yet. Um, but eventually, we will be sending our kids and we're going to be going out there uh, for the summers, you know? So. Dude, make it happen. Yeah. Stop by, say hello. Yeah, we'll do, man. When I, yeah, I'll be out there. Nice, man. Uh, so yeah, I was born and raised here. Um, I absolutely love it. Someday, I'd like to test out like a smaller city for like six months to a year, just to get away from all the hustle and bustle of uh, city life. But uh, San Diego is kind of like a big, big. It's like the biggest, smallest city. It's kind of, it's kind of weird like that. Everybody knows everybody, you know, um, which is kind of weird because there's you know millions of people here. But right. 
Um, I don't know if it's because everybody goes to the same places or whatnot, but, but yes, yeah, it's, it's nice here. The weather's absolutely amazing. Always. There's literally uh, no winter at all. I mean, right now it's winter and it's like 65, 70 degrees outside, I think. Yeah, it's like 20 degrees here in Detroit, so it's about the same. Yeah, yeah. no thank you. Yeah. Same. <laughs> but I love it here. I was in the, uh, I, I jumped in the pool this morning. Um, it's really, it's really nice out here. Yeah, it sounds awful. So what, what did your parents do? Uh, my parents, my dad works for, uh, he's an accountant. He's, uh, he actually just retired two weeks ago, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty proud of him. He worked his butt off for the past 35 plus years and absolutely deserves uh, to be retired right now. I'm really, really happy yeah. for him. We're, we're going to get there one day, right? Uh, yeah, that's the goal. I'm hoping sooner than later, to be honest, but yeah. we'll see what happens. Only time will tell. And then my mom, she used to be a, an engineer, um, and then she, well, I think it was like 20 years ago, she decided that she absolutely hated it. Uh, I don't know if she absolutely hated it, but she just didn't want to do it anymore, kind of like how I was when I was working for Cox Communications. And she became an energy healer. More specifically, she became a pranic healer. Okay. That was a weird pivot. I wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind, of, it's kind of a random thing. She's very spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty proud of her. She's doing exactly what she loves to do, which I think everybody should do. Um, but uh, she's just doing that now. And uh, it's it's a hobby, but it's also a business as well. She, she really tries to help people that need help. That's cool. So it sounds like maybe that's where that uh, inspiration or that influence came from to, to kind of jump into the entrepreneurship route for yourself. Sure about that? No, yeah. maybe. No, yeah. Well, where do you think it came from? Just the hatred of nine to five so much. And I've always, always been like this. I, I remember when I was like six, seven years old. I was, I was drawing sketches of, of a new prototype for a hoverboard, and you know all this kind of stuff. I, I was always into like creating new things, inventing new things. I mean, I didn't invent a new thing here, but. You know, we created this new thing, and it's so freaking cool to know that this this thing that I created is going to be on people's wrists, and they're going to be enjoying it around the world. Honestly, like, how how cool is that? Another cool thing about this business too, a lot of people don't think about this, but when you when you it's a, it's a watch, right? I'm not like changing the world or anything like that. But at the same time, I kind of question, am I changing, changing something? Because these can be bought as a gift. You can meet someone new after wearing this, after someone gives you a compliment. I wonder if it makes relationships stronger, if it was a gift. All sorts of things like that. So it's, it's pretty cool to know that a lot of these um, things might, act, might actually be making a difference in somebody's life, you know? Well, it, it kind of goes with a... Uh, who was it? I think it's a guy, there's an author named Brennan Reese who has a, a real good philosophy on uh, that everything we do, we put this energy out in the world, right? Everything we do, we don't do, it, it impacts somebody. So when you put out a product like this, you're, you're, you're spot on. You don't know the ripple effects that might be five, six generations from you, you know, or, you know, it went to this person, but it impacted that person so much that they gave it to somebody else at some point, or, you know, they loved your brand so much. You just, you just don't know. There's so many things that could happen with this. I mean, I, I even just thought of something. What, 
what happens if, you know, when our company becomes extremely successful and we, you know, we create something different to help, you know, people in need or something, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, there's so many little rep, ripple effects that could happen from all this. Oh, there is actually one thing I do want to point out. With our company, um, I do try my hardest to give back to certain donate uh, to certain uh, organizations. Uh, the one organization I'm giving back to right now is called World Vision. Um, I think okay. you know, kids are freaking awesome. You have kids; they're obviously the future. Um, so instead of like you know planting a tree or something like that, we decided to uh, uh, sponsor some children around the world. Oh, that's awesome! What's what's the uh, what's the program do when you sponsor when you sponsor a ch- uh, child? They do all types of things. Um, they give them uh, they give them uh, a little bit of a stipend every month, I believe. Um, they also give they don't just do that though. They they that's that's actually why I like them a lot because they don't just give them money. Um, other things they do is they create programs like you know have them play soccer, have them give them like a, a little gift. I'll sometimes draw draw them uh, or uh, or not me actually. I'm sorry. Uh, they will sometimes draw me pictures, and it just like gives them. Uh, I don't know. Just uh, it gives them a lot more stimulation than what they would normally have. Yeah, that's really so, cool. So that's why I like that organization. So, so once you kind of, uh... oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say that's that was the PC part of this uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you gotta get those in. That's gotta get those in. Um, so when you kind of get this idea that you're gonna jump jump away from the nine to five and you're like, I'm gonna make a watch. How do you start that process in terms of finding manufacturing and partners and and just you know what what was that first step like? I actually had a an acquaintance that tried to start a watch company, so I kind of got lucky. Uh, so he connect it didn't work out for him. He just didn't have the time or just didn't have the passion for it or whatever it was, and uh, he connected me with the manufacturer. Um, and we, I just built a relationship with them over the past three years and, uh, you know, they've been freaking amazing. I mean, um, just by looking at that watch, you could see how, uh, detailed they can be and how, um, creative they can, they can be as well. Cause they, they really did help a lot with the design, um, um, too. It wasn't a hundred percent me. They did a lot of it as well. That's cool. So what's the, because you're in San Diego, what's the entrepreneur community like there? I mean, you mentioned that everybody knows everybody, but, but what's it like to support somebody out there trying to, you know, get their idea off the ground? Uh, it's pretty, it's pretty cool out here. Um, there's, there's, I think the best way to get your product out, especially in San Diego or, or maybe any big city is local farmers markets or just local markets. Um, they're not just food. They have lots of local crafts and all that kind of stuff. And and it's so perfect for the people that don't have that much money but have an idea and, or are just creating something simple that they want to that they want to show people. Uh, because you can go to these markets for literally fifty bucks for the entire market, and there's you know hundreds or thousands of people that come through there. Um, and while you're there, you network like crazy with everybody. Um, that's a huge way to uh, to support local entrepreneurs and to if you're an entrepreneur to like just get out there and and, and do it because all you really need is it you need a canopy you need tables you need a sign you know yep. some a table a table cover uh, some stuff on the table to make it look pretty and your products 
and uh, you'll yeah. learn you'll learn pretty quickly if it's going to be a hit or not. So one of the things we talk about a lot with my clients and 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 some of these uh, podcast interviews is all about vulnerability and how much it's such a core instinct and value that's going on when you're launching a Kickstarter. How did you approach vulnerability when you were getting ready to leave that job? You had to tell your parents, I'm, I'm, I'm quitting that. I'm going to go do this. Like, like, you know, where do you think those balls came from to go and do that? (laughs) Honestly, I kind of have the fuck it gene inside me. Um, I've always been that friend that's, you know, just like, fuck it. Let's, let's do it. Why not? Let's see what happens. Um, but it did take a lot of huevos to, uh, to start this because when I first started, I literally maxed up, my, I literally maxed up my credit cards, man. It was, it was pretty crazy. Like if it, if it didn't work, um, I, to be honest, I don't even know what the hell I would have done. Um, right. I don't know if I would have, I just don't even know. Maybe I would have been trapped with Cox communications, maybe, maybe gone bankrupt. I have no idea. I mean, luckily I got out of that situation. Um, but, uh, but that's basically it. Like just the biggest freaking thing is just to like take, take that risk. Just like take a leap of faith, believe in yourself. You know how many people told me that it wasn't going to work? Oh, it's, yeah. we're on a podcast right now and I run a consulting for, uh, agency for crowdfunding. I'm told every day it's not supposed to work, but it yeah, does. Exactly. But it does. Yeah. So, you know, like, oh my God, man, I had, I remember, I remember the first prototypes I got of the sunglasses I brought to. I brought to work just to show some of my coworkers. I don't think there was one person that said it was like gonna be gonna work. They were they were all skeptical about it. It was crazy. Like I and, and guess what? They're still with that company. They're still with they're still you know with similar companies. If they left that company, it's it's crazy. <laughs> like it blows my mind. Um, so the biggest thing was me just not listening to those people, uh, not listening to the naysayers, and just. Uh, just pushing through, really, just working my butt off. I'd rather work an 80-hour week for myself than work, you know, a 40-hour week for somebody else. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you loud and clear, actually. <laughs> so, uh, have you thought about venture capital at all in your business model? Or are you thinking about going after any sort of, you know, investment like that? Absolutely. Um, after this Kickstarter, I'm going to be actively looking into that. Uh, just to see what the what we could do um, as far as um, you know getting some investors involved with the company um, because I really do believe that this could be a big company um, that can be selling worldwide and be here for decades to come. I, I truly, truly do believe that. I didn't think that at first. I really didn't think that at first. But the feedback I'm getting and the support that I'm getting and uh, the love that I'm getting for the watches really shows me that this is going to be something that's going to be around for a while. And then maybe I can sell the company in the future. Who the heck knows? Yeah, who knows there? So let's flip a little bit over to the actual Kickstarter. So, you know, like you mentioned, you've already hit your goal and you've got basically over two weeks ago. You have 174 backers. What was your Kickstarter strategy or marketing strategy that you that you executed before you launched the campaign? Um, I didn't have anything too crazy planned. Um this is my first Kickstarter campaign, so I didn't, I didn't really know exactly how it worked. I wish I did, uh, because I, I think it, we could even be um, at a higher level right now. Um, but anyways, uh, we basically, sorry about that. We basically, um, uh, you know, just did a lot of Facebook marketing, a lot of Instagram marketing, 
Um, I had a list of previous uh, customers, um, an email list, so I let them know that you know we had a super early bird special, and I wanted to let them know uh, before everybody else. So that helped out a lot as well because uh, they were supporting us. Um, but to be honest, like Kickstarter wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Um, do you know what, what I mean? What do you think it was going to be? It, I mean, a lot of people think that once you put your product on Kickstarter or those companies that put their product on Kickstarter and they hit a million dollars and they, or they hit $500,000, they think that, they think that uh, it just became popular like that. I would say about 95, 97% of them um, don't just become popular like that. A lot of them are spending uh, time and, and money and effort uh, working with, a P, with PR companies and that kind of stuff. And they're spending thousands of dollars for marketing. So it's not something that you just, you don't have to spend any money on. You definitely have to market these guys. Um, so I, I wish I knew that beforehand, um, but I mean we're still we're still successful. We still hit our goal, and let's keep it coming. Yep. So when you when you talked about Facebook, maybe we can uh, dial down just a little more on that one. What what was there a strategy to it? Was there Facebook ads? Did you have a budget for it? You know, walk me through a little bit on Facebook. Um, no specific budget. Um, like I said, it's my first time doing this, so I had no idea how much I had to spend or anything. Um, but, uh, um, but I did push at the very beginning to, you know, get as much exposure as possible. Can you hear the tree, the tree cutters in the background? I mean, they're there a little bit, but you know, we, we just talk about it and, uh, it's a part of entrepreneurship. You just roll with it. You know, it, it makes for more obvious. So what right now, here's what's going to happen. You have a wood watch and there's a guy cutting a tree down behind you. That's what this episode will be known as. <laughs> like, literally, I'll be like, yeah, they were making, they were cutting the tree down to get the wood for their watches right while we were on the podcast. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's literally, I, I was, well, I mean, everybody, for everybody out there listening to the podcast, I was telling, I was telling uh, uh, Mr. Fuzzy here, is that what you like to be called? Can I call you that? I, I have been called Fuzzy, yes. Yep. Why, why Fuzzy, by the way? What's up with Fuzzy? So, I come from the, the rock and roll world. Um, I used to have a big gigantic beard, a big last of the Mohican style mohawk, and a bunch of people called me fuzzy, and then it stuck. But then at some point, you lose your hair, and you have to be more of an adult, and you get a big gut, and yet you're still called fuzzy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just roll with it. I'm I'm kind of slowly getting there. Um, I'm 30 years right now, 30 years old right now, and uh, I don't know if you can tell in the video, but. My, my hair is going back just a little bit. Yeah, so. mine just disappeared, man. I had my son. It just really the, the hair just <laughs> left instantly. It said you don't get to have nice hair anymore. So I'm like, okay, that's how it happens. That's whatever, man. Just roll with the punches. Right? It, exactly. Everything is just roll with it. Just like what we're doing right now. We're just rolling with it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. This uh, so I, I kind of I mean just going back to like you know what I you know, about how I ran the Kickstarter with Facebook and everything. Like, um, I didn't have any, I didn't have any plan. That's kind of like my, that's kind of my style, um, is to not, is just to, you know, uh, shoot before I aim kind of thing. I don't know if anybody out there has heard that before, but, uh, uh, but I shoot, I aim, I shoot, I aim. I kind of, you know, I'm just like constantly, um, making it, you know, better as I go. Because if you don't, if you don't, um, you know, do that, if you, if you aim and then shoot, maybe you, you'll never start your business. Maybe you'll never um, start the, you know, marketing campaign on Facebook or whatever, whatever it might be. So that's kind of my style. So I didn't really have a plan going into this. 
if I do this again for our next design, I will have a plan though. I know, I mean, this is me, sh- you know, a- uh, shooting and then aiming. I'm going to be aiming right, after right. this Kickstarter and then shooting again. So we'll see what happens. So walk me through a little bit of your uh, reward strategy um, and how you kind of laid that out. And, and obviously you didn't have a true plan, but you at least had some budgeting plan and, and th- thoughts about how people would, uh, would participate in your campaign. Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, we, um, um, I heard from the grapevine that you know, uh, no matter what the dollar amount is for the pledge, uh, if somebody you know backs you, it like it, I guess it boosts your rankings with Kickstarter. Um, so that's why I have the dollar pledge right there, just for the people that might not want to watch but still want to help support our cause. Um, and then we have uh, the super early bird special. Um, so with this guy. Um, this watch is going to retail for two ninety nine for sure. After this is done, it's going to be two ninety nine. Um, so this pledge, uh, you know, will uh, will give people the gift of getting one of the watches for one thirty nine. Um, so it's over fifty percent off. I just That's wanted to. It's a huge discount. I wanted to put it out there so you know to to create some kind of kind of buzz and really help people out with that. Um, we're really not even making that uh, that much on top of that one. So. Um, you know, once that fills up and everything, um, then the next pledge would be the uh, uh, early supporter. So it's not the super early; it's the early supporter. Um, you get one watch, and uh, that's if you just pledge one fifty-five. So um, it's still a great discount. Um, not quite fifty percent off, but uh, pretty pretty freaking close. I just realized that I say the word "freaking" a lot, so sorry about that. <laughs> Um, the next pledge I have here uh, is, is for the people that want two watches, um, and that would also be a super early bird special. You get two watches for two seventy eight, um, which is going to be lower than if you were to buy one watch after the after the Kickstarter is over. Right. And I forgot to mention this actually with the super early bird specials, um, I am going to have a, a numbered. Uh, I'm going to have all of them numbered, so they're going to be um, numbered edition watches, and these are going to be the only cool. ones that are like that. That's that's no joke. Um, uh, I believe there's going to be about 400 of those. Um, and then on top of that, with the super early bird special, I'm going to personalize, um, have a personalized message for everybody on the box. We do it on the watch, but the back casing of the watch is glass, so we didn't really want to obstruct that. Yeah, talk talk a little bit about that, um, the design your own watch. That was pretty interesting. Uh, like, how, how, would, uh, how would somebody get involved in that with you? Uh, yeah, so it looks like we have one backer for that right now. It's a thousand bucks. Um, literally, we're going to design their watch. Um, um, I'm probably going to even do more than what is even said inside that pledge for those for those people because I mean I mean that's amazing that they're helping us out with a thousand dollars. But they're also going to get a really cool watch that's going to be totally unique to them. Um, I'm gonna de- I personally am going to directly be working with them um, to uh, choose what type of wood they want to work with. Uh, the five choices I have on there, um, we have five choices on there of different types of wood. I might even add a few more choices to that later. We'll see. Uh, but uh, you know, they can also choose the type of wood that they want to use for the dial as well. And then they can also choose what color they want the stainless steel um, and, whether, and whether they want the color to be matte, a matte finish or like a polished finish. Hmm. Um, cool. There's just so much. I'm literally going to be doing everything I can do for the people that pledge the thousand dollar pledge awesome. yeah it'd be cool to, to be in the part of the part of the process of designing your own watch that'd be sweet oh yeah absolutely yeah. 
that would be real cool. If you got the money, why not? Exactly. So, what does the next 17 days look like for you in the Kickstarter campaign? What, what's kind of the, the, the emotions and feelings right now for you? Uh, we're working that out right now. Um, I didn't put an update yet, but today or tomorrow I'm going to be putting an update uh, for a stretch goal for 50 or 60,000. Um, uh, we're going to have some special uh, leather bands that we're going to offer everybody. Either, we're either going to give it to everybody for free or we're going to, um, um, you know, have everybody just for a minimal amount add to their pledge or what, whatever if they want a leather band as well. And it's super easy to switch the bands too, so that's not a big deal. Um, but anyway, so what we're going to be doing? Uh, what was the question again? I just kinda... over the next seventeen days, you know, like like you know, outside of the stretch goal, what what other kind of plans do you have? So outside of the stretch goal, uh, you know, if we hit that goal, we'll have another another stretch goal. Um, we're going to be doing some different types of marketing. Uh, we might even be hiring a PR company to help us to help us uh, market our campaign as well. Um, we're actually right in the middle of working out a lot of little things. I didn't realize this, but there is so much that can happen in 17 days with a Kickstarter. Yep. There's so yep. much that can happen in five days with a Kickstarter. So um, this is still the early stretch. Um, you know, this is this is going to keep. This is just going to keep um, you know pumping out um, um, you know backers. We'll see. Um, uh, well, that's the goal at least. Uh, but but right now we're literally in the middle of working on that. So. Um, I don't have a, an exact plan, uh, but we're going to be deciding that today or tomorrow. Cool. You know, you mentioned about switching the bands. How hard is it to um, adjust them to your wrist size? Super easy. Um, in there, we actually have a, a picture that shows you. Uh, well, let me see. I'm just trying to scroll down to it. Um, so it has a. It's an image with the back of um, the links, and it shows you there's an arrow, which way you need to push those pins through. Literally, it's just the pin that's inside there holding the links together. Um, you can, if you have the tool yourself, um, you can you can um, you know push that pin through. But uh, for the most part, if you don't know how to do that, if you don't have the tool, we just recommend going to Watchmaker Jeweler. They do it just like any other watch, so it's not a big deal at all. Oh, gotcha. Cool, cool. What about the actual like mechanics of the watch? Is it seems like there's a lot of little parts in there moving. There is um, yeah. this this watch. Um, you can see the you know the movement. Obviously, if you go to the page um, from the front and the back, uh, but uh, basically um, it has twenty four joules in this movement. It's a movement that's made by Seiko. It's, uh, more specifically, the model is an NH thirty eight A. We decided to go with this one. A, because it seemed like a very reliable and high-quality movement. And B, I loved, loved the little window that you can see in the front. Um, it's not yeah. too much, but it's not, it's not too little. It's just, it's just perfect where you can see just, just the right amount of gears uh, showcased mm -hmm. in the front. Uh, but, you are right, man. It is sweet looking. Mm-hmm. I'm just checking it out. I'm just taking it in again. I keep looking at, at that, the, all the little gears moving, man. It, it's cool. Uh, it would be sweet to have that on your wrist looking at it. Yes, sir. That's cool. So, do you, have, so, do you collect watches you, at all? You know, watches, I did pocket watches for a little bit. And I broke my wrist back in like sixth grade. So my wrists are really small. <laughs> I get made fun of quite a bit for it. So, like, watches look huge on my wrist, especially it's my left wrist, which is where I would wear it, right? And if you saw my wrist, you'd be like, 
God, that's a really small wrist. Because <laughs> like I had surgery on it, I had rods in there, pins. Oh yikes! Yeah, so uh, it, like, yeah, so it right. like it looks weird on my wrist. I'm sorry about that. It's I'm okay. Sorry you have a weird. You know, I just I, I would love to, but if you saw it like this, like I I just imagine like I'm looking at the the watch face and I'm like, gotta be like my entire wrist. <laughs> I mean, you'd be surprised actually. A lot of people. So so I go to markets a lot just because I, I like I said before I really do like being in front of people talking to people it's actually enjoyable for me um, so I go to local markets a lot uh, there's a place in San Diego called uh, Liberty Public Market we're there Friday through Sunday right now uh, but I try to go there as much as I can and uh, they uh, the people that come up there you'd be surprised at how self conscious people are I think you're just self conscious man you don't have tiny wrists <laughs> at all probably is <laughs> you're probably right it's you know what it is it's my wife. She's the one that said it. She probably said it six years ago or so when we met. She's like, you know, she probably helped, was holding my hand. She's like, your wrist is like smaller than mine. From that point on, it's like, you're right. And I'm, I'm here still talking about it. I'm still putting my hand down below the desk. It's, don't look at my wrist, people. Is she, li- is she listening to this right now? No, my, my, my wife has no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. 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 She thinks I just waste my days. So, <laughs> yeah. That's another. That's another thing you get with the the marriage and kids. They have no idea what I'm doing. So. Uh, do you have like an Instagram? And uh, I haven't really taken a you know look and seen if you have an Instagram oh. and all that stuff. You, you have, like, I'm stuff? out there. I'm popular. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on everything. There's there's not a uh, platform that I'm not on. So. Well, if you if you want, man, um, I would love to give you one of our watches. Oh wow! Well, geez. Yeah, I geez. love that you reached out. I love that. Uh, you know, I love this, uh, you know, the style of me trying to help out smaller businesses. If you'd want one, yeah, I mean, we'll it might look big on your wrist, but if, if, if it is, then just give it as a present. Well, well, you know what? We'll put it on and uh, we'll rock you through all the social media. Like, look at this thing. This is the most amazing thing ever. I might, might have to take you up on that one. So well, let's wrap up a little bit and uh, we'll get to the most important part about getting my watch, my address and stuff. Uh, but um, so, so what is kind of the next year look like i mean you're obviously going to get funded you're probably going to be hitting 50k or so here maybe even higher hopefully you know what happens uh, for the next year um so what's going to happen is the money that we're going to get is going to go directly to uh first off giving everybody uh that is going to help us or is helping us by backing us on kickstarter uh we're going to give them their watches um and it's also going to help us by uh just getting inventory so we can sell this on our website. Uh, we're going to completely redo our website. We're going to completely um, try to, you know, you know, rebrand everything so we're known as the high-quality wooden watch company. Um, and uh, we're just going to push through and, uh, and just take it step-by-step. Step. Really, we don't have uh, – this is the plan. Basically, this is the plan. This watch is the plan. <laughs> you, know, you know what, though? Uh, we do have one new design that we're working on um, right now um, that I'm pretty excited about. I'm not going to say anything about it yet, actually. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but that's uh, – the first prototypes are going to be coming pretty soon. Um, I'm really – I'm even more excited about that one, to be honest. I'm not saying this is a bad watch, but uh, it's pretty much the same design just with uh, – let's just say it's with a different type of material. Do you envision retail at some point in, in your in your li- in your uh, business life span? 
in my uh, <laughs> for uh, for the business. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, we kind of worked with little boutiques here and there, um, but uh, we've been doing pretty pretty uh, you know decent online. It's a little bit easier to not have to work with retail stores. Yeah. Um, but uh, but absolutely. I mean, any, there's so many different routes you could take a business once you have something up and running. Um, so um, it really comes down to if we can you know get help to help us get into retail and that sort of thing. But but yeah, for sure, I'd love to be in Nordstroms or some something uh, yeah awesome like that. That'd be cool. Well, Sean, I think we did it. I think we had a good podcast episode. Sweet. All right. So, uh, well, I appreciate you taking some time out of your day, you know, getting out of the pool, out of the sun, coming inside, getting in front of your computer, talking to me and my listeners. It was great, man. I'm still in my, I'm still in my swim trunks right now, actually. That's, yeah, I'm not. I'm going to, I got a sweatshirt on. I'm, I got to stay warm. I got a space heater next to me. And just so everybody knows, I am joking. I actually do work. I don't swim all day. But but when you make a uh, a cool product like this, you're supposed to be the guy that just swims all day. And I make cool products, man. I make a cool watch. Cool if watch. you if you only knew how much I worked, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I do kind of make it seem like that's what I do. Yeah, it's what, it's what you got to do. All right, man. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, man. You have a good one, Fuzzy. conversation with sean blaze from woody specs that's a fun guy uh i'm gonna have to take him up on i gotta get to san diego you know hang out there swim in a pool i definitely need to do it today i mean we've got 10 inches of snow uh and it's you know like 10 degrees out it sucks right uh, so you guys probably heard some technical issues in that camp uh in that interview outside of the chopping of the wood that was that that was one of where i had to fight through that one so yeah, I don't know. The Zencaster, sometimes there's just it just makes this delay. Zencaster, I'm I'm emailing you guys today. That's what the tool I use for these interviews and it just created this delay. So half the time you hear me going, uh, hello, 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 hello. So it got a little distracting, I know. I apologize. Guys, I'm so sorry. I'm gonna make it better. I'm gonna try to make it better. So the song we're listening to is a song called Radio. And uh Yeah. I, it's a good song. We played it a lot from the sugar people it was on a album called the sugar roses collection so uh all right guys i hope you guys have a good week and i will see you all on thursday and here is the rest of the song radio by the sugar people
Some of my head, my lips, words I understand. The song.